and you are listening to What's Next with Lisa. Today is Friday. We made it. May 29th, 2020. And it is episode three. And today we're going to be talking about quiet versus loud decisions. So welcome. Great to have you. Thanks for coming back in. I have to tell you guys, I have been told by a few people while listening to these podcasts, because I'm just getting going, that I apparently have a soothing voice and I didn't really believe it because I've never thought of myself as having a soothing voice. I think of myself as someone who talks a lot and always has a comment for everything. And so I just kind of thought, no, those are people that don't really know me or maybe it's a really good microphone. And then my boyfriend listened to episode two and fell asleep. (laughs) And so I thought, hmm, maybe I need to pep it up a bit. So I'm going to give it a whirl going to see if I can pep it up a little bit for you. I like having a soothing voice and I think I hope that's helpful for some of you but yeah it didn't really feel super awesome to watch him fall asleep. So anyway as always send me your emails, send me your DMs, let me know what you think, let me know what you're struggling with, what you'd like me to answer on air for you. You can email me at what's next with Lisa at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at What's Next with Lisa. So before we get into making quiet versus loud decisions, I do want to go back and talk a little bit about episode two, where I talked about owning your story and taking accountability for the story you put out into the world, owning the payoff that it's giving you, and really taking an honest look at what's working for you to move forward with a more authentic mask and to take responsibility for yourself. And I got a couple of questions from that episode that I thought were really awesome questions. So thank you guys so much for sending me questions. Thanks for getting interested. And again, the goal with this podcast is to reach as many people as I can to hopefully give you guys nuggets of information that you can use in your daily life and feel better about. So question number one I got about that is, hi, Lisa, I always seem to date men who are emotionally unavailable. Is it me or them? I don't really think I do this on purpose, so I'm not quite sure how to own this and take accountability, as you say. And so I think that's such an awesome question because so many of us find ourselves in relationships that we tend to start to see patterns after a while, right? Emotionally unavailable men, men who might be emotionally abusive or women who might be emotionally abusive, women who might be emotionally unavailable or play games and we kind of think, what's the deal? I really want to find somebody. There's no way I'm doing this on purpose, right? And so the first question I would ask you if you were sitting in my private practice is, do you think you have a default? So think about this, a subconscious default, right? So were you maybe dismissed by your parents as a child? Have you been in an abusive relationship before? Have you been in any situation where you feel like your subconscious default, so that default that kicks in, when things get scary or, or difficult, do you think you have a default to please, to be a people pleaser or to be enough, right? And so if your subconscious brain is trained to say, how can I prove my work to this person and get them to pick me, then you probably are going to date people who are emotionally unavailable because your dopamine system is hijacked and it's all about the reward and the chase, right? And so here's what I would tell you is that be mindful of that. And I want you to take your power back and say, you know what, I'm going to be the chooser, not the chosen here. And why that's important is because 
you're also deciding if you want to date somebody. And if you're so focused on getting them to pick you or to prove your worth or to prove that you're enough, you're not even looking at the red flags that they may be emotionally unavailable. People are showing you who they are from the get-go. But you've got to look at where your focus is, right? And so if your focus is, I really like this person, I hope it works, and then you start to please or you start to sort of, you know, throw caution to the wind and ignore maybe some of the red flags, um, then you probably are going to find yourself in that pattern. And when I say pattern, what I want you to look at is not so much your behavior, but look at your patterns, right? So what kinds of guys are you going for? What kinds of women are you going for, right? So this is men and women. We all struggle with this. And so take a look at your role in the situation. So what's your payoff for dating somebody emotionally unavailable? Is it because subconsciously you get to stay single when it implodes and that feels safer for you? So I want you to look at all of those things because standing up and saying, I'm going to be the chooser, not the chosen here, taking your power back, that often feels really foreign for a lot of people. Try it. It's going to be uncomfortable, but try it. I think the payoff in the end is going to be much more rewarding for you. And so the second question I just want to address really quick because I think it's an awesome question and it's one I get a lot in private practice about boundary setting. The second question is, hey, Lisa, I have a friend who always talks about how hard her life is. And from the way I see it, she has a really great life. And I'm not really, I don't really know how to address her when she continues to see the glass as half empty. And so what I would say to that is that's tough, right? Especially when we have people in our life that we care about and it seems like everything is woe is me and oh, my life is so hard and it's really difficult to listen to after a while. And so what I would tell you, I don't know this person, but if I had to guess, her payoff is probably validation that she's seeking or needing for this, quote, job well done, right? I'm raising kids. I'm running a household. Um, I'm going to work. I Life is hard, right? And we all want accolades and we all want to feel good. And so I would say that she is seeking that from external things. And so the trick for her is going to be to give that to herself. We all need to give ourselves that validation first for a job well done. And so things that I might say to her when she starts talking about how difficult her life is, I would say things like, gosh, you really need to give yourself more credit. You're doing a great job. Or you really need to see all that you do. I wish you could see yourself the way I see you. And then leave it at that and try not to enable that and get her to start hopefully validating herself. It sounds like she really needs that and I hope that she can find that. So I hope that answers your questions. If you have more or you have things that you're struggling with and want some advice, email me what's next with Lisa at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram or Twitter at what's next with Lisa. So episode three, here we go. We made it. It, By the way, it's Friday and I'm pretty excited about that. So congratulations for making it through the week. Today, I want to talk about quiet versus loud decisions and why I think that's important, especially now. You know, we've been building from previous episodes about things of self-worth and owning your story. And so now that you're creating more of a strong foundation about who you are, it's time to start navigating some of these tough decisions. And so it's important to talk about it now from that perspective, but it's also really important to talk about it now because I think with the current state of affairs in the world, 
we've got this pandemic going on. There's a lot of financial uncertainty. There's a lot of job instability. There's just so many things that are uncertain. And so I'm seeing a lot of clients come into the office thinking about moving, thinking about starting over in a different career. Those are super big decisions and decisions that can be really difficult. So I thought it was a really opportune time to start to talk about this. And so when we talk about quiet versus loud decisions in the world of psychology, typically what we're talking about is quiet versus loud self-confidence, right? And I always say that class is quiet, um, but I want to talk about confidence spilling over into decisions. And so it's pretty easy to say that when we look at other people, their behavior says much more about them their insecurities, their beliefs, a history inside of them, whatever's going on that you can't control, right? And so when somebody's loud and in your face and reacting to something in a not so becoming way, that says way more about them than it does you. And confidence is quiet. Insecurity and indecisiveness is loud. And so how this spills over into making decisions and why it's important for you is because when you're communicating or you're making decisions in a loud way, you're waiting for external factors to tell you what to do. You're waiting for some sign. You're waiting for somebody to tell you that's a great choice. And what that tells me is you're not listening to your intuition, you're not listening to your self-confidence, and you're definitely not listening to what it is you want. What do you want? Not what anybody else wants. This is your life. What do you want? And so, you know, I I think that loud decisions are much more common than we think, right? They're driven by things like people pleasing, by needing that that validation, anxiety, people's opinions. Quiet decisions, on the other hand, you look inward. You trust yourself. And then here's the best part. You stand in your power. You push through the fear. You push through the uncertainty. You quiet all the stuff around you. And you decide what you want. You know, a lot of times when I'm talking to clients about making decisions, I talk about that it's important to make a decision and then make a plan, right? Because a lot of times in life, to really get to the bottom of what it is we want and where we want to go next, you've got to make that decision first. What do you want? Make the decision and then you make the plan. And here it is. Plans change. Decisions don't. So how you get to that decision, how you get to that place of what you want, that career you want, that the plan may change on how you get there. But the underlying decision of what you're worthy of, what you want, what makes you fulfilled, what brings you passion, that shouldn't change, right? And so, and I will tell you too, in my private practice, I have worked for months and months with people about leaving their jobs, starting new ones, pushing through that fear. Why are you staying in something that doesn't feel good? You have options, you know, stand in your power. And we talk about all these tips and techniques and pros and cons and risk versus benefit. And 99.9% of the time, after they quiet the fear, they tune out the what ifs, they tune out what their parents will think, they tune out what their spouses will think, their friends, their coworkers, 
they actually come in and tell me they finally feel calm. That just making the decision to do something is typically the hardest part. So once you make the decision to leave your job, to move out of state, to whatever it is you want, if you want to start over and reinvent yourselves, that's okay. Making the decision is the hardest part. Then you make the plan. And the plan might change three or four times. Who knows? But I want you to get in tune with what it is you want. And so I'm going to ask you today, what do you want? Get quiet. Get quiet and quiet the things around you. Quiet the opinions. Quiet the fears of, but what will they think? Or how will I do it? It doesn't seem feasible. It's not the right time. It's never going to be the right time. It just isn't. And a lot of people say that life is too short to not do what it is you want. I, t- I think it's too long. I think it's too long to stay stuck in something that doesn't bring you fulfillment. And it isn't happy that you're chasing. I want it to hopefully be fulfillment and let happy be the byproduct of that. So make a decision Write it down, say it out loud, do something that makes it tangible for your brain to say, yep, we're making this decision, and then make your plan. Nothing's impossible, you just need a plan. And you're worthy of doing things that bring you fulfillment. And that's going to bring you joy and happiness. It's going to feel so much better. And so I want to circle back to What I started to talk about in the beginning of this episode, when I started to say in the psych world, we talk about insecurity and confidence as loud or quiet. And so on episode four, what I'm going to talk about is exactly that. Insecurity, self-confidence, and how that equates to healthy boundaries. So we're going to talk about how to set healthy boundaries, what that means and what that looks like. And how to feel good about it. So many people I see in private practice are uncomfortable with setting a boundary. They're afraid of the other person's response. They're afraid of how they'll feel. And so I want to give you guys a guide to setting those healthy boundaries and feeling good about it. And I'm also going to talk about what I call toxic positivity. Always looking on the bright side. And we live in a society where we should always look on the bright side and look for the positive and look for the reason, which I agree with mostly. But at what point does that become toxic and unhealthy for you? So tune into episode four. That's going to be up on June 1st. So on Monday, June 1st, episode four, Healthy Boundaries and Toxic Positivity. And as always, email me your questions or concerns at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at whatsnextwithlisa. Also on Twitter at whatsnextwithlisa. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this is helping. I want your feedback. Let me know what you think. Share it with a friend, share it with somebody that might need a little bit of inspiration or a little bit of help if they're struggling and take care of yourselves and I will talk to you soon. 